Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how to find satisfaction in an invisible God. So I want to be like really real here for a second, knowing that each of you that are listening to this podcast are at a different point in your spiritual journeys. But I want to ask you, have you ever been in a place where you wonder, how can I find satisfaction in a God that is invisible? You're not a tangible body, God, that I can talk to face to face, nor can I give a hug. And I mean, touch is my love language. So I can't give the God that I love a hug um, or receive a hug from him. So also, do you ever look at other godly women and think that, you know, along with them, you just want to be able to say, all that thrills my soul is Jesus. Well, if you've had any of these thoughts or questions, you're not alone. You really are not alone. Whether you are seeking satisfaction, comfort, strength, forgiveness, peace, or love, our guest, author and Bible teacher Wendy Pope is joining me today to show us that God's word holds within it the answers to our deepest longings, to our every need. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time, and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to the podcast. Oh, one other, well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. 
Our guest today, Wendy Pope, is the founder of Word Up Ministries and the author of three books, Hidden Potential, Wait and See, and Yes, No, and Maybe. Wendy enjoys leading thousands of women worldwide through the one-year chronological Bible as part of the in-depth Read Through the Word Bible studies that she has been teaching for a decade. She lives with her husband, Scott, and their two children in North Carolina. Please welcome Wendy. Thanks for having me on. And I love the topic of Bible time. Not a big fan of coffee. I hope nobody throws anything at me, but I'm not (laughs) a fan of coffee. You know, I always wanted to drink coffee when I couldn't wait to be old enough to drink coffee. You know, when you're younger and you smell it, it smells so good. And the adults drinking it look so sophisticated <laughs> in their cups. And now the cups are so amazing, right? Yes, Ellen, they they're are. huge and they're beautiful. <laughs> and I just keep, I'm 50, 54 and I haven't gotten old enough yet. I mean, I've tried to have a little bit of coffee with my sugar. I've tried to have a little bit of coffee with my cream, all the different flavors. And I just can't do it. But you I still? love the Bible. I love the Bible. So I'm, I'm on with the Bible, not so much with the coffee. I have my water with me. <laughs> Hey, that's far more important. (laughs) I do have to tell you a funny story, though, related to that, because we used to sell some mugs in our shop online that said coffee and Bible time. Uh And someone, several people actually sent us emails saying, could you make a mug that says tea and Bible time? (laughs) (laughs) So you're not alone. (laughs) No, I know I'm not alone. I've tried it. You know, I know it's great, but I just I, I like my water. And I have one drink a day and that yeah, like outside of water and that's a Dr. Pepper. That's my drink of choice. Ooh, okay. And I have that for lunch. That's my <laughs> treat for the day. Many have coffee in the morning, but I have a Dr. Pepper at lunch and the rest of the time it's water. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I'm, I'm just so glad you're here today to help our listeners see that their longing to know God more begins in his word. It does. It really it does. It does. And there's no other. The very thing that will satisfy us most is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And it is the very thing that the world and all the twinkles and glitter of the world tries to pull us from because the enemy knows that Ellen, he knows that's where our satisfaction, not only our satisfaction, our relationship with God, but our, our just intimacy with God. That's how we get to know him. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the God that's invisible. He becomes almost visible through his mm-hmm. word. And the enemy wants to distract us with all manner, even, I mean, even the great things like podcasts like this, um, messages and retreats and even good godly things are not a substitute for Mm. being in the word of God. So I hope everybody today hears that. Yes, absolutely. So tell us how you went from pondering many of these uh, sort of thought-provoking questions that we talked about in the intro to finding satisfaction in God and writing this great new book of yours called Jesus Everlasting. Well, I wish I could say it was just a quick, like, hey, I decided and it happened. Um, but I give this example in one of the chapters in the book, and I, I can't remember which one it is. Maybe it, I think it might be the last chapter, um, or chapter five about peace, 
the Prince of Peace, when I teach through the Prince of Peace, is we can only get to know someone that we spend time with. Mm-hmm. And I give the example of my very best friend. We have been friends for, well, we have never not been friends. We were in cradle roll. This tells you how old I am. It's called cradle roll at our church right beside each other. I mean, our moms were friends, have always been friends. We grew up together um, and we lived in separate counties. And even though our counties were right beside one another, okay. they were long distance. And so when she called me or I called her, we had to pay money and our mothers would only let us call once a week. Well, this was back in the day when the phone hung on the wall and you pressed, you circled around the dial. It wasn't even the (laughs) buttons. We didn't even have buttons, Um, much less caller ID with a photo that pops up of who's calling. Yes. So the only way that I knew that Christy was calling me was. I recognized her voice. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with yes, this? Yes. The only way I knew to recognize her voice, the only way is because I had spent so much time with her. That same analogy is applicable to the question that you just asked. This is how I have gotten to know an invisible God. I have invested in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's just not any way that we're going to feel those hugs, even though they're not tangible hugs. I like to call them blessings or the favor of the Lord, you know, when it's raining and that parking spot at the front of the store is right. There's not a handicapped or a veterans or an expected mom's parking spot. It's just a vacant parking spot. I just call that the favor of the Lord because the Lord just knows I don't like to walk. I just don't like to get wet. I just can't stand that being shopping in the rain, oh, shopping all wet, you know, mm-hmm. or you just show up one day and you're, you're standing in line to pay for your food and someone pays for your food for you. They bless you. They pay it forward. Those to me are God hugs. That's the way the invisible God hugs me. Or I open my Bible to Ezra or Ezekiel or one of those ones where we still have to use the table of contents to find. (laughs) And there's no shame in that. None whatsoever. But we find in Ezra or Ezekiel an obscure verse that somehow intersects with where our life is right in that moment. We turn on the radio and there is a song that is perfect for the situation that we're in. Those are ways to feel God, feel an invisible God. Those are the way he intersects with us. But if you haven't invested time with him to get to know and recognize those winks, I refer to them in the, in the book as God winks. Um, you're not going to see them as God winks. You're going to see them as coincidences or, wow, wasn't that nice that that person bought my food? Yeah, it was really, really nice that that person. Yes. But but that was the favor of the Lord. That's how I choose to look at life. And I didn't, I have not always been that way. I've not always loved God's word to the point where I would just devour it. I mean, I, I had my Bible when I was young and seven and I accepted Christ as my savior, my Bible had my name on it in gold, Wendy Marjorie Barnett. It was embossed <laughs> with the uh, green spine and Jesus with the little lambs all around him on the other side. And I mm-hmm. knew that that was God. And I knew he put this 
manuscript in place for me. And I knew that it was his word to me. Did I fall in love with it? No. Did I understand it? No. And it wasn't really until in my early 30s that um, I thought, you know what? My life isn't going exactly in the lane that I want it to go in. Maybe I need to start really reading the Bible, doing more than highlighting on Sunday's sermon, Mm -hmm. doing more than filling in my Bible study blanks, but maybe try to read it for my own self. Mm -hmm. Um, So it all started, Ellen, with me reading. And I want to just encourage your listeners, if you don't know where to start, this is where to start. Psalms. There are 150 That takes you 150 days, unless you get to Psalm 119 and you go, ah, it's 176 verses. I can't read all that at one time. Exactly. So I remember getting to that day the first time and I was like, Lord, I really don't want to read this many verses. I mean, I just had this honest conversation with God. I don't think I can take in 176 verses. So I feel like he just smiled and allowed me to take a couple days for Psalm 119. And now that's my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. But mm-hmm. um, anyways, that's how I started. And when the 150 something days were over, I started again with the Psalms because they were most applicable and most in a line with what was going on in my life. I mean, David wrote most of them. And most of them were written in times of turmoil Mm -hmm. and times of struggle and times of trying to believe a God who promised him this kingship, but yet he was going through struggles, spears thrown at him, armies after him. He was hiding in a cave, strongholds. Um, His family turned against him. Brothers made fun of them. There's just, I mean, there's all manner of alignment with, things that go on in our life. So that is a great place to start. That's where I started. And then a little bit at a time, I began, it's not, and it's not just reading Ellen and you, I'm sure know this. Mm -hmm. It's then obeying what that word is asking you to do those ways that the Lord wants you to live. Um, David could have killed Saul many times. Mm Mm-hmm. The very man that was after him, God placed in front of him and his men were telling him to kill. Well, David knew that killing was not a way of God. David knew that God had appointed um, Saul king and he didn't kill him. He learned to live the ways of God. Mm -hmm. It's a great example right there in scripture. But that's how I started beginning to have an intimate, personal relationship with an invisible God is I started with Psalm one and then I started over with Psalm one and then I started obeying what I saw lived out in scripture. And that's when the beauty and the fulfillment of the relationship began to blossom is through the obedience. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Wendy. I just want to add a couple things to that. And um, I've actually been going through Psalms this summer and For those of you um, who might enjoy doing that, I suggest taking a journal. And I I basically, for each psalm, created three columns. One, God is. What did I learn about who God is? Like, what are all the nouns that describe 
mm. God in this yeah. passage. And then the next column was God does. And so what are all the verbs? Like, what are the things that it's saying in this Psalm that God does? And then finally, like I wrote down the third column is I will pray or do. Mm-hmm. And that way too, you can write down like, what is the psalmist like? Just ideas like the ways they prayed so that um, when I'm praying, I can go back and look and see, well, he was going through this hard time. I love how I cried out to the Lord. I hear my right. prayer, like all of the different um, ways that they prayed too. So it's kind of like, you know, um, when people struggle with, I-, I can't feel God, I can't see God, who is he? Um the first place to go is your Bible and it's starting to read it. And like you say, be, be obedient to it. So it's kind of like a relationship with a friend. You can't get to know somebody if you don't invest the time and ask them questions. And, um, and, and I like that you said that because for so long, I didn't think that I could question God. And what I have learned in my relationship with God is that I can ask him questions um, because he looks at our heart, Ellen, and he, he knows whether I, I'm not questioning his sovereignty. I'm not questioning his deity. I'm not questioning mm-hmm. who he is. He's God. But my questions are, why is this happening? I ask that question. I might not always get an answer specifically like I want it. And it might not come right when I want it, but why is this happening? What mm-hmm. do I need to unlearn that got me here? You know, it's not always what does God want to teach me, which that's a great question. But often I find myself in a place where I got myself there because I was doing things that weren't right. So show me what I need to unlearn here that can unpack this situation Um, and be okay with knowing God can take it. I mean, David in back to the Psalms, he complained to God. He 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 said, God, basically take my enemies out. Mm-hmm. Um, and God can take all that. He can shoulder all of that. And for a long time, I just didn't understand that about God in the Psalms really helped me understand God can take all of that. David was a great example mm-hmm. of all manner of feelings and how he poured them out to God. And I'm like, if David could do it, who was a man after God's own heart, who was also a murderer and an adulterer. Mm-hmm. then, hey, I think I could ask some questions to get better understanding of what God is wanting me to understand and wanting me, how he wants me to proceed in the situation that I might find myself in. Yes, definitely. Well, I'd like you to walk us through the four characteristics of God that you discuss in your mm. book. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT 
podcast to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Well, they are my favorite, honestly. I love the names of God. I pray the names of God. But these titles, I mean, it's almost like you can hear some royal band playing in the background when you hear wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. Mm -hmm. And we often associate this as we probably should with a Christmas time prophecy, because this Mm -hmm. was Messiah prophesied close to 700 years before he was to ever come. Um, The Israelites were expecting, they were expecting a war hero, a politician who could get them out of the situation they were in in Rome, some victorious king that was going to come in and just take care of everything. And instead, what do they get? They get a baby. Often we get unexpected gifts from God. Um, And we have to say, all right, God, this is unexpected. Let's see how this all will unfold in my life. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just I I love the different titles because he is all of those at one time, often in my life, that counselor, that um, scripture says, will straighten our paths when we trust him. And he often will straighten our paths before we ever even know they're crooked because he gives us wisdom to walk one step right in front of the other. Again, it goes back to the intimacy of knowing him, knowing his voice, that time that we need to spend with him. Um, I always like to say, I want to get the 411 on God before I call the 911. Mm-hmm. I want to get all the information that um, the relationship. And so when I call on him, I know him right there. I know exactly. I've got confident faith. But that counselor will give us counsel through his word, through preachers, through podcasts like your own, um, through nature, anywhere. And it, mm-hmm. I, and this is what I love is you might get counsel from a very unexpected place from the lady at the Walmart checkout line sure. or the teller at the bank. You, and they might not even be a Christian, but somehow the counsel is going to get to you. I love that. And he's always accessible day and night. He never sleeps or slumbers, uh, scripture yes. says. Yes. And I love the mighty God. I stand on the promises of this word. I stand on the um, history that I have with God, knowing that, hey, I've been through a tough time before I made it. He is there standing with me. And often I point out in scripture in that chapter in the book about mighty God is Uh, the situation with Daniel, when he was praying for God to help him in a situation, and we really don't even know what specific situation it was. Mm -hmm. But he's praying um, on a regular basis, three times a day, he has a regular intimate encounter with God every single day, three times a day to pray. And Gabriel comes and, and Daniel's praying and he says, Hey, I would have been here sooner. I'm paraphrasing. This is the Wendy Pope translation. <laughs> hey, I would have been here sooner, but there was a lot going on up there. I've been in battle. I've been in battle for a long time for 21 days. I've been fighting, but I finally got here. But the answer was there immediately. So we have to know that even if we don't 
see a physical battle in front of us. And this is hard for our minds to grasp because we, we are the, we feel, we see, um, we, we touch, we sense, but there is so much going on in the heavenlies that when yes. we get to heaven and we see the real to real, I mean, we're just a frame. We're, we're just a little frame. But when we see the complete real to real, we're going to go, oh my, look at what he defended me from. Mm-hmm. Look at what I missed because he stood in the place and took all the arrows or his armies mm-hmm. took them all for me. So I love the fact that I can just throw my hand up and go, you know what? COVID? I don't like COVID. I, it, I believe it was sitting here from Satan. Yes. He is going to defend me. He is going to take care of me. My whole family just actually is coming out of the COVID virus. Um, and we've all dealt with it, but I know from, for a fact that it could have been worse had it not been for God. He stands and he defends us. And even if we don't see it, he is there defending us. And the fact that he's everlasting, that he, that God sent Jesus, his only son, that so we could have eternity from everlasting to everlasting Mm -hmm. with him. I mean, you don't, there are no, I don't even have adequate words to even put, (laughs) I don't even get that. That's where your faith comes in and you're like, oh my gosh, you're everlasting. You you are never not with me. You are never not for me. You are never not pro Wendy, pro Ellen. Um, And then the Prince of Peace is is the last title or attribute. Um, And that is the peace that Jesus himself says is a peace that the world doesn't understand. um, And it will blow your mind. It's, it's that peace that you have when you walk into the chemotherapy room and this is treatment 21 and you have a peace and then you have the strength and the power to make it to church that Sunday. How does that happen? That only happens from starting back from the beginning, having that intimate personal relationship developed with that invisible God. Mm-hmm. And there's a piece that it passes all understanding. It's a piece that the enemy constantly tries to thwart with troubles and um, hardships of this world. But um, they are, these are attributes that we honestly, we can experience them every single day, all at one time. Or sometimes he's just, we're in a season where I am tracking with the counselor. I am tracking with the counselor. Mm-hmm. I'm getting everything that I need. We, I, I'm hearing you, Lord. And then there's times where that counselor is quiet. And there's times where you just got to be still and trust the everlasting part of who he is when he's quiet and seemingly inactive, but he's never not active. And Jesus says that my father and I are always working, um, even though we don't see it. That's where that confident faith comes in. So those are the attributes that I walk through. And we, we meet Jesus with these titles and these attributes. We meet him with five different women in the Bible who are yes. just like you, just like me. They're not like Deborah, the hero of the army or Ruth or Esther saving her people. You know, these are everyday women and a couple of them have troubled lives. And God, actually three of them really have troubled lives until they meet and encounter Jesus. 
Yeah. So it's, I, I love how the book unfolded. Yeah. So actually, I was hoping you could maybe just elaborate a little bit more because I love how you kind of weave those stories of Jesus encounters with these women um, throughout your book. So can you maybe unpack that just a little bit? Maybe a I'd teaser because I would, love, teaser. For, I would yeah. love for the audience to uh, check out your book uh, well, farther. but. This was an unexpected turn that the book took. I was not expecting to write about women. In fact, all of my books are about males, um, David, Paul, and Moses, and now Jesus. Um, And I've had people say to me, well, you know, you write Bible studies for women and your ministry is primarily to women. Why won't you write about women? And I was like, you know, I just, God hasn't led me there. And so this last book, um, I had a contract for two books, wait and see, yes, no, maybe. And then a contract for two mo- more books. And so this is the last book on these contracts. And I was like, all right, Lord, what are we, what are we going to do this time? And I just felt this message with this um, prophecy. And as I started writing, he led me to these women and it was like, oh, mind blown is the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know her as she's the, she's the gossip of the town. You know, she's going to get water to fulfill a physical need during the middle of the day, during the hottest time, um, because she doesn't want to be around other women. Mm -hmm. And she's talked about, you know, she is, you know, she's probably on the highlight reel on social media. And, um, so she's going and she has this encounter with Jesus. And I, I teach through that. But the thing that moved me the most for the first time ever in reading the story is the fact that she left her water jug behind to run into town. When we have an encounter with Jesus, what we think we need, we leave behind. We no longer need it anymore. Yes. Now she did have a physical need. She was still going to have to get water, Mm -hmm. but she was satisfied in that moment Mm -hmm. um, because she had that encounter with a counselor who was willing to ask her hard questions. And I will leave it at that. Uh, But that woman at the well was the first female evangelist. She's amazing. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) And then we meet... um, Another woman, we don't know the uh, Samaritan woman or the woman at the well. We don't know what her name is. And we meet another woman that we don't know the name. And this is another wonderful thing I love about Jesus is um, I love the respect that we see and the esteem that he had for women, because during this time, they were never respected. They were not allowed to study the Torah. They were not allowed to have any knowledge of the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. And they weren't allowed to have any of that. And so Jesus is esteeming women in these encounters with him. So I love that about him. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this next woman is a woman who is brought out again, no name brought out in public square. Jesus is the temple preaching and men bring him, bring her out. She is caught in adultery. Now it takes two people to be in an adulterous relationship. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm, I won't go into any details with <laughs> chemistry and biology and all of that, but there were two yeah. people involved in that situation, but only one was brought before Jesus. Yes. And only one walked away with her head straight ahead of her. And that was this precious woman. 
Um, love, love, love the story of she didn't have to say a word. And we don't have to say a word either. We can just have the confidence of my dad says it. He wrote it. I believe it. I'm standing on it. You don't. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Yes. But that's our mighty God. And then our everlasting father, we meet Mary Magdalene, who, who followed him from the moment that he set her free from seven demons. Yes. To she was in the upper room, believed to be in the upper room to receive the Holy Spirit in that Acts moment. Mm-hmm. But she was the one that went to anoint his body in the, in, mm-hmm. in the tomb. Mm-hmm. She was at the cross with him. She was everlasting to everlasting with her everlasting. You know, she gave all before Jesus gave all to, to and for her. And then we have the sisters, Mary and Martha, <laughs> who demonstrate to us what it's like to have that prince of peace that's all consuming, that peace that Jesus gives. And also what it's like to be a busy Jesus girl, because we don't, Martha loved Jesus. There's nothing wrong with being busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really unpacked what that word means and what she was doing. And um, we see the difference in the two women and the peace that they had and what stole Martha's peace. We look at that story. So those are just, that's the highlight reel right there. Absolutely. Oh, that's phenomenal. So you can definitely um, dig in a little bit more into that um, if you pick up Wendy's book. One other sort of really cool thing that you did in the book was you incorporate your love of worship music. And um, you've gone in and you've picked some Uh, contemporary and traditional hymns. So tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about why you chose to sort of incorporate uh, a musical, lyrical um, impact on this book as well. Again, a God thing, not planned. Um, Music ministers to my soul and connects to me, connects me with God and, and the Holy spirit when I don't have words. Mm. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You, you, amazing grace, how sweet the sound, who saved a wretch like me. When I, when I'm looking for words and I can't find the words to pray, of course, I have the Holy Spirit who utters for me, mm-hmm. Romans 8, 26 and 27. But Music helps fill in the gap very often for me when I can't find the words. And um, I grew up on hymns and I talk about my love for choirs, the stately choir robes, the, the, the music folders, all of it. I love all of it, all of it. But then you've got the, the different flair of, of someone who can like Travis Cottrell. I mentioned him in, yes. in the book. I love Travis, how he can is so gifted to to um, rewrite, not take the meaning of away and not to take the respect of the music away, mm-hmm. but he incorporates it into more modern mm-hmm. um, tra- version of it. Um, but it's worship is so important to me. 
And I don't have to sing to worship. Music just leads me straight to the throne, straight to the throne. And there's to me nothing sweeter than sitting in the dark of the morning and listening to worship songs. Mm -hmm. And so I just, as I was writing the book, I just kept hearing different songs. um, And I just knew I had to include that. There's so many, as you kind of going back actually to the beginning of your, of the podcast was talking about the invisible God. Mm-hmm. That is a way to feel close to an invisible God is, is worship. And um, so, I mean, I've got amazing grace and a mighty fortress, but also there was Jesus by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. And you've got good, good father. And it mm-hmm. is well with my soul. So I have one for each book, uh, one for each chapter. And we also have a Spotify channel with um, the more contemporary version of these songs, but also that retro hymn version of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, a mighty fortress has to be pl- has to be heard with an organ. There's just, <laughs> uh, you have to hear it with the oh, organ. Yeah. I mean, there's some great Great people have re- remade that song, re-recorded that song, but I hear it with the organ every time. So mm-hmm. the Spotify channel is found over on our link that links, uh, you probably can put this in your show notes, the link to um, access to our book club and all the freebies that you get with the book. And there's a Spotify channel or on my Facebook page. There's a link there on my Facebook page, Wendy Pope Official, if you want to hop over there and Somebody wants to hop over there and, and get that link to those songs. But, oh, yes, I encourage you to do that. Oh, that's so awesome. You know, it's just encouraging to hear, like, how other people do their quiet times. And I I had been struggling, too, with just what are the right words. And I ended up making a playlist. I happen to use Amazon Music, but I made a playlist for my quiet time. And I do the same thing. Like, it just really helps me say what I can't say myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they yeah, do it so it beautifully. Um, so that's really, I, I strongly encourage that. And it's it's nothing to feel bad about or it's just like. Oh, absolutely. Not. But so it's, the, enemy wants you to, the enemy wants you to feel bad about it. Yes. The enemy wants you to think, oh, well, I'm not a good Christian or maybe I'm not even saved if I don't even know how to start a prayer. Yeah. No. Use music to help you get that to cross over to that place of where, oh, okay, I, my mind and my heart are in, in agreement with this amazing grace or this good, good father. And let that be the segue into your prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh my goodness. Not, not a thing wrong with that. I agree. I agree. Well, in wrapping things up here, what do you hope the readers will take away from your book? And uh, you kind of touched upon a little bit about where listeners can go for more information. So hit the recap. I want women and men, this is primarily written to women, that's my audience, but boys read my books too. So I, that's, that's fine. I want everyone who reads Jesus Everlasting to know that Jesus everlasting is Jesus every day. Um, He is, he was not. And I I teach this in the first chapter about how Gentiles are brought into and grafted into the promise of this prophecy. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to go into the heaviness of that, but it is 
because a lot of people are like, well, that's prophesied to God's people. Yes. But I'm a God's people now because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my nutshell summary of that. But, um, and to know, in fact, I wanted to call the book everyday Jesus. Um, but it sounded kind of like everyday shoes or everyday, you know, kind of casual, you know, instead of just the deity of who he is. Yes. But he's everyday. He is the, he, he has these titles, as I said earlier, every day. Um, he is on his throne every day, being your counselor every day, standing at your defense every day, walking you through everlasting to everlasting. And he's every day, the prince of your peace. Um, so I want, I want everyone to see that Jesus was not this great Messiah who was born as a child and leave him in the cradle. I don't want to leave him on the cross. I don't want to leave him in the cave. He's risen. He is part of our life every single day through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So I want people to see Jesus as every day. That's, that's my main goal from the book is he is my every day, my every day. Fantastic. Well, um, for our audience as well, I've also linked uh, Wendy's book in our Amazon shop. So if you go to the Coffee Bible Time website, you can uh, go to our Amazon shop and find her book in our podcast section of books. So that's another way you can find it. Thank you. Before we go, Wendy, I want to ask you just a couple questions that we like to wrap up our interviews with about your favorite Bible study tools. So let's start. What is your favorite Bible and what translation do you use? Probably my favorite of all time is a paraphrase. And that is the Living Bible Paraphrase. And it's got a big green kind of cushioned cover. It's back from a long time ago Mm -hmm. because that is what I fell in love with. That's how I fell in love with God's word. But my study Bible that I use um, and I read every single day is the one year chronological Bible, New Living Translation, not paraphrase, but translation. Okay. And um, that's the one I read and teach from every single day. But I love all of them. <laughs> it's so uh, hard to pick. <laughs> it, yes, there are so many great and, and, ones. And I just want to encourage your readers, your listeners that this, that there is not a big chart up in heaven that says, okay. She read the Bible, but she read the wrong translation. No, God wants you in his word. If you have to go pick up a children's Bible or one of the action Bibles, that's like in cartoon comic strip character form, pick it up. Yes. The enemy wants to shame you because, Ooh, that's a hard translation that in uh, King James version. So you can't read that. Oh, then something's wrong with you. No, there's not a thing in the world wrong with you. No. King James is hard for everyone. Go pick up a Bible that you can read and and start knowing Jesus. Yes, I actually have that. Uh, I think it's called the Action Bible. Yes, I have it too. And, around here. Um, Taylor absolutely loved that Bible. And I couldn't wait to read it together with her. <laughs> Because exactly. It does bring things to life when you can see the pictures and kind of visualize what might have been going on back then. So right. I do. Right. That's, that's in our Amazon shop, too. OK, so what are your favorite Bible journaling accessories or do you do anything along the lines to enhance your? Yes, I do. We actually have a journal through Word Up Ministries um, and it's in Amazon. It's at, on Amazon. It's called the Read Through the Word um, uh, journal. 
simple, read through the word journal. Um, and we kind of do something like you were describing before you did the three columns. Mm -hmm. We do, um, something old, something new and something to do. Okay. Something old that you've heard before that maybe Holy spirit is kind of giving you something in a new way, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you're hearing it fresh. The something new is something that you've never known before. Like I had no idea that Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. That would be something new. And then your something to do is your action item. What is God wanting me to do? Maybe he's wanting you to mm -hmm. seek forgiveness for someone. Maybe he's wanting you to step up your commitment to him and, and, um, and uh, lead a small group Bible study in, in your neighborhood. But what is he wanting you to do? So there's an action item. And that's a, we just, we have developed that over the years and actually has a calendar in it with so an organizer and it has a scripture reference, uh, scripture reading. Um, I mean, uh, memorization, if you oh, want to do amazing. that as well. Okay. So check that out. But that's over in our Amazon, on Amazon and it's uh, read through the word journal. So it's read my favorite. Read the word journal. Okay. Uh -huh. Lastly, what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? That's a hard question uh, because I love my tabs are open on my computer with a bunch of them. That's my okay. favorite commentary is Enduring Word by David Usick. I think I'm saying his name right. It's G-U-I-Z-I-K, G-U-Z-I-K, Usick. Um, and I think the G is silent, but it's Enduring Word. That's my favorite commentary. Uh, he just has a way of explaining it in a very simple in. In, in simple terms, but he also pulls in like great um, quotes from like Spurgeon and these great, great commentators of the faith. I love that. Um, uh, so that's one of my favorites, but I, I love um, studylight.org. It's probably my next for lexicon references, original language references. I love that. Awesome. I just wrote them both down. <laughs> Beautiful. So hopefully our listeners can do that as well. Thank you so much, Wendy, for being here. I've loved it. Uh, I wish you well in your your book, Success. Um, and Thank for you. our listeners, I just want to challenge you to lean in and work on that relationship. Invest mm -hmm. in your relationship with your counselor, defender, father, and friend. You can begin by picking up the book, Jesus Everlasting, which we have linked in our Amazon shop along with our beautiful prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We love you all. Have a blessed day.